welcome to the green room, Rosie and Tom. Hello. Hello. Um, we're here to talk about the holidays and what a year it's been. 2020. Won't forget it. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so, Tom, you've been on the podcast before, so I'm sure everyone's really bored of hearing of you. Absolutely. Um, but tell us, for those that haven't listened to you before, tell us about your role and what you do at Wood Green. Yeah, so I've been at Wood Green about 23 years, bounced around and done quite a few jobs in different areas, so I've got a pretty good understanding of the organisation as a whole. Um, my current role is head of customer engagement, um, so I look at a lot of the sort of people-facing functions, particularly around rehoming, uh, quite heavily involved in the production of the doghouse, and uh, yeah, sort of manage what we call our welcome centre team and the customer experience piece that sits in and around that. And manage me. And You're I manage my boss, you boss. Now and then. <laughs> I try. I try to manage you. Herding cats, I think, comes to mind. I'm a free spirit. <laughs> you are. Um, Rosie, you do a lot of work on the podcast, but we haven't heard from you before. Um, so could you tell us a bit about um, your role at Wood Green? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been working for Wood Green about three years now. I started in the Welcome Centre. Um, Tom used to be my manager. Um, and then I moved to marketing where I'm the creative content officer. So all the videos, some photography, all that kind of stuff that you see is probably being made by me. And I edit the podcast as well, which is why I've got all this stuff here. You're the woman behind the scenes. Yeah. How Makes do you feel about <laughs> how do you feel about being on the podcast? Being in front of the camera this time? Um it's a little bit nerve-wracking. I mean, there is a reason normally why you want to be behind the camera. But <laughs> <laughs> All good fun. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, <coughs> this year, we can't really get away from talking about this year without mentioning COVID. But this whole podcast is about how we've made positive changes and the good things that have come out of this year. Because I think there's a lot of talk about COVID and the negative effects it's had. Um, so what are your personal highlights of this year? Let's start off with that. If you can pick one or two. Personal, I, I think, you know, it's going to sound like a real politician's answer, but it's got to be just the, um, the test of character the organisation's gone through as a whole. I think it's so hard to pick one thing because there's been so many needs and challenges across the organisation. Um, but I think it's it's kind of presented an opportunity for us to really stress test ourselves right across the board um, but also I come together and look at how different departments and uh, sort of different areas of the organisation that might have been somewhat remote previously have really had to pull together and, and work together. Um, and I think we've seen some amazing results throughout the year, really. I'm sure we'll talk about some of them as we go through. Um, but yeah, that sort of character test for the organisation as a whole, I think we've, we've passed it. We've, we've done a great job. Looking forward to moving forward from here in. Um, <laughs> but I think it's good to go through those processes and to challenge ourselves and to see just, you know, wh how do we respond under serious pressure? Can we continue to function? Uh, I think we've done an amazing job across the board. So. Yeah, it's been a make or break year for a lot of organisations. Absolutely. Mm. And what about you, Rosie? Any personal highlights? Um, I think just how dedicated our fosterers and volunteers are. Um, because there was a period where they couldn't come onto site and they were still really interested in what was going on and what animals we had. And then when they were allowed to come back onto site and continue fostering animals, you could just tell that how happy they were. So it's just been nice to see, I think, how much they love coming to volunteer and help out our animals here. And we're coming up to Christmas, obviously. 
Where's your yeah, Christmas jumper, Tom? Um, well, I could say my Christmas jumper is like a triple XL, I think. <laughs> I've only ever had one Christmas jumper in sort of living memory. Um, but yeah, I've, I may have lost a little bit of weight this year for various reasons. Um, so yeah, it would have looked quite odd to be a four sizes too big jumper on. So yeah, I've let you down today. I've gone with stripey, so I'm kind of almost there. I've got knitwear at least. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, a lot's happened this year and a lot's changed this year. I mean, mm. Tom, from a welcome centre point of view, I'm not one for change. Um, I like being safe. Is that where I am? So it's been like hard on a lot of people that have worked here for quite a number of years, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, although we have made changes to some degree, they've all been quite slowly introduced and we've all had time to get used to it. And this year has just been completely the opposite to that, hasn't Baptism it? Baptism of fire. Yeah, think, yeah, absolutely. And in what ways has, has the Welcome Centre had to change? I mean, I know a lot of people have had to work from home. That's been a massive change for a lot of mm. people. Yeah, I think um, you, it's really hard to capture it, actually, succinctly. But it's, it's really turned our operating model on its head. It's, it's hard to kind of describe just how significant that is. Um, but our whole department has been set up to create a, a very welcoming space where we can sit down face-to-face with customers, build relationships, really understand them and what they need, and then try our very best to respond to them. Um, so it's very much kind of interactive, face-to-face kind of setup. Um, at no point have we ever sort of delivered remote services around matching and rehoming. We've never been anywhere near that prior to COVID. Um, so overnight, we literally had to close our doors. We couldn't allow anybody to come on site. As Rosie alluded to earlier, even you know volunteers and fosterers were restricted from coming to site. Staff numbers were restricted. So it was very, very closely controlled, that activity on site which pretty much stopped everything that we normally did in the way that we did it. Um, And I think that looking at how the team responded to that, you know, it was a really difficult moment in time where we've got many, many pets on site in need of, you know, new homes. Their, Their primary job is to match those pets with people and to get that sort of movement flowing and make sure that as you know as quickly as we can we can transition those those pets into people's homes so that they can sort of live their life out with their, their new owners so really really important we're still sat in a position where we are surrounded by pets that need to be you know matched with people and and see that journey start they didn't want to stop that we didn't want to stop that um, so very quickly we sort of rewrote the rule book and and looked at how we could start to continue that journey and for them to still be able to deliver that service um what we couldn't do is physically match those pets with people so we couldn't have people come into site initially certainly in the first phase of lockdown um but the team carried on you know full force and matched most of the pets we had on site were reserved and matched to people remotely you know using skype and teams video chat um talking to people over the phone emails and sharing content you know videos and pictures that we had of the pets so that people could really see them and we could do our very best to try and match you know all the pets that we've got with with people what about you rosie how has your sort of day-to-day working changed are you still able to come on site and do filming and and work as you normally do uh yeah so normally obviously i'd if we weren't in a global pandemic i would be here five days a week um so I kind of scaled it back a little bit and only come in uh, two to three times a week. Um, and that is just on what what uh, video content I need to get. So most of my time is spent at home editing and 
getting stuff ready to go out on social and put on the website and that kind of thing. And uh, talking about social media as well, um, I actually pre-recorded a clip from Kaylee, who is uh, runs our social media page, and she's just going to have a quick chat about um, what she's um, happy with that we've done this year. Hi everyone, I'm Kaylee. I'm a digital marketing manager at Wood Green, and I manage our social media channels. So yeah, so the pandemic has seen us embrace social media a lot more since we went into lockdown one in March. Um, Around that time, we started going live on Facebook, doing Facebook live streams. I'm sure a lot of you have seen them, but we've done live streams on tours of our sections. We've done live streams on advice. We did a takeover day for our team that were uh, climbing Kilimanjaro. And we've also answered questions on foraging. Um, Any pet owners that were watching, we've been helping them out as well. And they've gone down really well. Um, We have a lot more planned as well in the next year, which is good. And also on our channels, so Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. We've just joined TikTok. We've started posting more stories about our pets that are in our care and the ones that have also gone into new homes. So they're the happy ending stories that a lot of you seem to like. And they've gone down really well. So we're going to keep them up next year. So thank you all for your support and for joining us on this journey over the last few months. It's been a really strange year, I know. Um, and there's a lot more planned for 2021. So stick around. So we haven't those that we haven't been able to help in terms of matching them with a, a pet um because we proactively match our dogs and our cats don't we so those that we haven't been able to help we're giving more and more advice to aren't we Mm. um but it's not always possible to do that over the phone or via email because of the amount of inquiries we get so how have we been able to reach people and and you know how have we been able to engage with people and sort of tell them about other responsible Mm. sources uh, so the website's been really helpful. We've been able to divert lots of people that we wouldn't be able to facilitate a face-to-face conversation with. Um, and I think we've got a pre-recorded clip. Um, do you want to introduce that for us, Rosie? Uh, yep, so we've got Lewis, um, who looks after the website, and he's just going to have a quick chat about all the things he's achieved this year. Hi, I'm Lewis. I'm the Digital Marketing Manager at Wood Green. Um, talking about the positive developments from the website this year, and we've had almost half a million views of our pet advice section uh, in this last year. That's more than 10 times the views received in the previous year. In this time, we've improved the content of the section. So we've added lots of new helpful videos, images, and 80 new relevant articles based on what people are searching for, all with the help of our behavior and training specialist team. It's fantastic as one of our goals of the website is to encourage owners to seek help and advice as early as possible. We're continuing to improve this area and I hope we can support more pet owners in the next year. We've been able to help a lot of our pets um, get out and foster, haven't we, as well this year, which has been a massive thing. I think at one point we had 40% of our dogs on foster when we went into the first lockdown, which is huge. I don't mm. think we've ever had that percentage of our Amazing. animals in, in foster homes. Um, because when we weren't able to rehome, there was sort of a two-month period where dogs were just stuck and in limbo in limbo and we couldn't do anything obviously the staff were still here and still looking after them making yep. sure they got their walks making sure they got fed playtime timeouts all of the rest of it but um even if we found a home for them we couldn't progress any further mm. so fostering has been a massive 
um, part of this year. I mean, it's a massive part of Wood Green anyway, but this mm. year in particular, it's been huge, hasn't it, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we've just seen a real expansion of the fostering sort of system, um, which has been led by Helen and Haley. They've done an amazing job. And I think we were in a really fortunate position, again, going back to sort of the things that we've seen this year that have been really, really amazing. I think the prediction that we were going to be heading into that scenario, we saw it coming. We knew that lockdown was coming. We sort of interpreted the restrictions. We understood the impact that was going to have on pets. Um, so prior to lockdown kicking in, we acted accordingly. Um, I just think it's am- amazing that we've got the support for our cause. You know, it's a real force for good with Green within the community. And I think people really feel that and buy into it and see why we're here and support us, which is amazing. So I think we've got a clip from Hayley, have we? Just talking in a bit more detail about what she's done over the year and how this has been able to happen. My name is Hayley. I am the offsite pet care manager. This year has been a real challenge, but also quite an exciting year for offsite care. Uh, we formed a new team and we've had some really exciting developments that have happened um, to help the pets in our care and to support that offsite pathways. In June, we launched our pet collection service to collect pets in need from London catchments and to bring them to our centres of expertise um, and then for further support. So far, we have um, intaked 109 pets from our pet collection service. This has included 68 cats, one dog and 40 small pets. Quite often the animals that are coming in from our pet collection service are in quite desperate situations and really needing our support quickly. Um, This has included strays, abandoned animals and working with outreach with some referrals um, and we're able to access the on-site care or the foster home care the same day when those animals have arrived to make sure each individual animal's care um, is prioritised. Our pet collection service driver, Martin, was awarded our Wood Greenie of the Year this year for his dedication to the pet collection service, um, which is a really high accolade and something very much deserved for the amount of pets that we've been able to support through this service this year. And we're looking forward to it growing next year. Our foster home care requests went up this year by 50% during lockdown um, and we were able to support more pets than we ever have with foster care. Uh, During April and May, we actually had more animals off-site in our fosterers uh, care than we did on-site at the centre. And this is the first time that that's happened. Um, This year, we've seen less kittens. um, And this has meant that we've been able to support more adult cats this year in our care. Those cats that maybe are getting a bit stressed, um, cats who might need farm cat assessments, um, those with over-grooming or medical conditions. And it's been a really good opportunity for us to be able to support more of those higher-end need cats with foster care. We've also supported more dogs, um, both those for dog house and also for higher-end need dogs who've really needed the extra support of a foster home carer during their time with us. Our small animals care has also increased. Uh, We've been looking at how to increase fosterers of specific species of small animals where we have long waiting lists, such as our Daegus. And this is something we will be continuing in the next year. So it's been a really exciting year for offsite care. We're excited about what it will bring for both our pet collection service, our foster home care pathway, and also our owner home care pathways in 2021. And we thank all of our fosterers for their support during this time. 
Hi, I'm Dawn Cox. I'm Head of Community Engagement and that embraces our pet services support team who answer telephone calls and emails through to our outreach team that helps support pets in the community and then our education team who work tirelessly to produce content for schools and families to help them learn more about how best to look after their pets and improve their relationships with their pets. Since the pandemic um, kicked off in April of this year, we've had to adapt our ways of working. We've relied traditionally very heavily on face-to-face -face contact with people and being out and about in the communities. But I'm very proud of the team because they've been able to swiftly adapt to um, working in ways online, using telephone and WhatsApp to communicate with people to offer support um, and just really pushing through and reaching more people and, and helping more pets. And that's translated in terms of we've had 30% increase in inquiries through phone, email and online that uh, the pet services support team have triaged out into other products and services that the charity can offer. Um, and a good example of that is, you know, our aim ultimately is to try and help keep pets in homes when that's the right thing. But in some cases, it may be that it is the right thing to look at pet relinquishment for that individual case and helping that person, guiding them through that process of giving up their pet. Ultimately, outreach have traditionally operated, as we said, out and about in the field. They have a community vehicle, so we've looked at adapting the vehicle with um, good old um, uh, Perspex screens to ensure that anything we do is COVID secure. Um, and we've been able to reach more people than ever before. So it's a real testament to all of the people in the team um, and developing our workshops as well and, and um, educational resources so that they're more accessible online. Um, again, to help people who are perhaps home learning or just want to be able to access that sort of information. So just to give you a roundup of what we've achieved across the team since April this year, we've helped 3,188 pets, which represents a 30% increase on the same period in the previous year. We've delivered 148 online consultations. We carried out 363 home visits and 46 health and wellbeing checks in the community. We supplied emergency pet food for 1,181 pets and we've provided 1,335 digital workshops for families and schools. And that's just since we started delivering these in September. So I'm sure you'll agree, um, it's been a real testament to the team and the dedication um, of everyone at Wood Green. And I hope you will have a lovely Christmas and we will carry on, uh, crack on in the new year. And we've had the doghouse filming this year. We have. Um, or the doghouse being filmed this year, I should say, which yep. was due to start just before lockdown. Literally, wasn't it a couple of weeks before lockdown yep. um, hit? Um, and that's had to be delayed. So obviously we did do the filming, but in a very different way, Tom, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. But with as much stress. For you as last time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so oh uh, yeah we're, we're going to be quite limited and restricted a bit of a secret isn't it so there's not a huge amount we can say about the doghouse other than to give people an awareness that we've done it it was it was a, an amazing team effort throughout the organization um it was something that we really wanted to do and to continue to do um so we worked our magic we all worked together very very hard and we've we've managed to film quite a few episodes of the doghouse so 
keep your eyes out and um, you'll you'll soon see it appearing on Channel 4. So I um, really hope you all like it and we're, we're very pleased that we were all managed to sort of pull together and be able to deliver that under what has been a very difficult set of circumstances. Very PC answer. Boom. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And it's you, always you, a lot of fun. You worked together, but you were two metres apart at all times. We so. were absolutely two metres apart <laughs> at all times, other than when it was 1.5 with masks on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and we can't talk about this year, can we, Tom, without mentioning the amazing work that our care staff um, have given our pets, dogs, cats and small animals across site. I mean... You know, during lockdowns, furloughing, all the rest of it, they still had to do their job day in, day out, um, socially distanced at times. Um, but, you know, the, the animals are still here and they still need our, our help. So mm. um, can you talk a bit about what they've been through and how they've had to overcome some challenges this year? Yeah, absolutely. As you say, you know, the life doesn't change from a pet perspective. They're here with us. You know, we've got kennels with dogs. We've got catteries with the cats in. We've got small pets. Um, you know, we're, we're not the type of organisation that can just close and work from home in its entirety. It's just not possible. Um, so there, there's been really key staff that have worked throughout the organisation um, in those roles that we really, you know, there's no other option but to come to site and to manage uh, the sort of work and make sure that the pets are well cared for, that, you know, they're from a well-being perspective, um, they're going to be here longer, they're going to be in kennels longer. Obviously, we tried to head some of that off with the fostering, but that's still left quite a large number of dogs um, and cats and smalls on site that still needed that day-to-day care and attention and medical intervention, etc. So, you know, life doesn't stop from that perspective. Um, and the staff did an amazing job. And a lot of the pets that we had left on site here with us were the sort of more difficult, the more challenging pets that we couldn't get into foster homes safely. Um, so, you know, they're still going through their rehabilitation for behavioural difficulties and complexities. So still a huge amount of work that was done on site under really difficult circumstances. And so they did an amazing job under very difficult circumstances. And um, I certainly know that all the pets appreciated them and I'm sure all of, all of us do as well. So, yeah, it's an amazing display of kind of courage and determination and commitment. It was brilliant. And the same with our surgery department, Rosie, as well, because they still had to continue... Um, working obviously under very difficult circumstances and a limited capacity in some um, areas but still you know the the animals coming in still needed health checks they still needed um, treatment they still needed operations in emergency um, situations so they still had to come in and do their normal job as well. Yeah and I mean just like the care staff they're so dedicated to the the animals on site that it was just yeah let's just get on with it. So even though they had to, you know, reduce back a little bit, they still were here every day and, and really dedicated and caring. So I think everyone, all the care staff here and the surgery staff all deserve like a massive round of applause because Absolutely. they wouldn't, we wouldn't keep running without them. And let's not forget that the care staff are going to be here on Christmas and Boxing Day as yep. well. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, we used to work, obviously, in, in the care staff, Rosie, and work mm. together for a little while. Um, and we know, um, you know, working Christmas is not ideal, but we all actually really enjoy it. I mean, you've done it many times as well, Tom. Um, I think, in a way, it kind of brings us closer together, that Christmas spirit. Um, mm, everyone's definitely. in it together, and we make it 
a really fun experience and we want to make it amazing for the dogs as well don't we that have to spend christmas here and don't have a home or we haven't been able to place in a home before christmas well thank you very much for joining me today to talk about um this year i know there's probably lots more we could talk about but it was good to get a feel of of what we've been through as an organization and Mm. as a team um and that we're all still super excited for christmas and we're still carrying on as normal absolutely (laughs) Um, if you'd like to ask any questions, um, please do so. Um, you can email us at info at woodgreen.org.uk. We'd love to hear from you. Um, just if you want to find out a bit more about what we do here, um, get a bit of, uh, of advice about your pets or anything else, please do contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much, guys. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you next year. Bye, guys. Editor Rosie here. We just want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast this year. It's been a really exciting project and we uh, have a lot more planned for next year. Uh, So from behalf of me and all the podcast team, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.